to do population control. That's a neat concept for, you know, villain motivation. Except they did it with Thanos, the character who's, you know, pure evil in the comics. And even in earlier bits of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, you know, was doing some pretty heinously evil things. Like, you know, destroying all of the Asgardians or whatever they're called. The Asgard people. The Yes, you actually had Acer. it the first time. Yeah, it's you had it the, the first Asgardians. Time. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, seriously, and then they want us to uh, feel bad for him that's like, oh, all of my people died. Well, yeah, that's bad and all, but it's just like, did you really I mean, have to go and kill, like, all the, all the, like, gods to, like, commit genocide on half the universe? I mean, I don't really personally really I, pity for a guy to do that i mean you're not really supposed to i don't know where i don't know anyone who actually feels bad about what happened to Thanos. some people are starting to realize maybe his plan made sense but at the same time the means to get to his plan don't make sense because it means genocide of half half the population or species of a of a certain race so they're half the you know half the extinction of a of a particular species personally yeah he's pure evil but you know it's like you can't really compare the two because they obviously wanted to take a different direction with movie thanos over comic thanos to which i you mentioned that pure evil like cinematic universe like the thing is with pure evil is like if you have a character like joker except for like certain circumstances like the killing joke you know, Joker doesn't have, like, his motivations explained. He just does, you know, evil, bad stuff because he's evil and bad. But they try to give Thanos this, like, moral, like, kind of... Well, I mean, well, really given, well given the direction... Well, given the direction of where the MCU had to go, they had to give him something. Because yeah, that's because, Marv, that's because the MCU has bad villains. I mean, it does. It does, but it also doesn't. <laughs> Let's. I mean, I don't know how many villain, how many movies you've seen past Endgame, or just any, or actually just any besides the Marvel, just the main Avengers films. But some have gotten better, others have gotten worse. Understand, understandably so, dude. But I don't know. I don't the only one I found interesting was Loki, and that's because Loki is actually pretty like good as a villain. Also, lo- people now like Loki because he's. He's like Deadpool. He's a memester. Or they view him as a meme. He's basically the. They view him as a memester where nowadays everyone know no people no one really remembers him for the fact that he's an actual threatening villain. They like him because he's a joke. One of his most memorable scenes is when Hulk beats the shit out of him. That's yeah, literally the, the only scene I can remember off the top okay. of my head from that movie. Well, that's also just kind of a thing. It's like, I don't think the MCU has, like, any good villains because most of the good villains in Marvel, from what I've just been looking at, has come from Spider-Man. That? I mean, you have, like, Venom, you have Doc Ock, you have um, Green Goblin, you have Electro. That I'm kind of with Chris on, but this is coming from someone who has always been a Spider-Man fan. Yeah. Yeah. No, not to be rude here, but are you referring? You're referring to just villains as a whole, not the, their shitty ad- adaptations, right? Well, bear in mind, um, um, 
as far as say, I'm talking more so just from the cinematic universe because granted, I'm okay. pretty sure Marvel in the actual comic lineup actually has good villains because you know Magneto and Doctor Doom exist. Well, you know they're more like anti heroes, but you get the gist. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just know, when Doom... you mention when you mention Spider Man and Electro, you do, you do know well, he was yeah that that Electro's bad. But apparently, he's coming back mm-hmm. in the next Spider Man film. I don't know how true that is though. We'll see. We shall see. And I need to get around to watching the Disney uh, cinematic iterations of Spider-Man outside of what they showed in Endgame. Speaking of which, what happens after Endgame? Do they actually bring people back to life? Yeah, they uh, they go back. Yeah, it's, they go back in time and get the Infinity Stones back. Oh, and then the Hulk they get out of it with time travel. Well, they do and they don't because they uh, they do. The time travel thing, yeah, it was kind of dumb still. Even they made fun of how dumb it is because they bring up how other films have done the time travel plot and never really goes well, nor does it make sense. And at this point, yeah, time travel does not make sense, no matter how you try to explain it. But Again, ironically, I think time travel was done the best in uh, probably Dragon Ball Z because they use it as multiverse theory. But, you know. Well, Dragon Ball Z also can't write can't rate stakes very well let's be honest here and i'm just gonna point out that them pointing out that them using the time travels a little bit stupid isn't necessarily making it less stupid it's kind of admitting it 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 is kind of played for laughs when you see the scene that i'm mentioning but there is some science behind it but i i it's been a minute i can't tell you what it was about all i know is tony stark invented it and found found a way and made and made it happen so it's got that has to mean something but yeah they get the infinity they get the infinity stones back they do bring back half the popular half the population on earth back with the obvious cost of it's five years in the future after it happened. So there are some stakes involved to what's going on. Also, yeah. uh, I would just like to point out that what Carl said kind of remind me of a uh, Mr. Entrick quote, pointing out your problems do not make them better or do not make them go away. And my, my big thing is bringing in, to- bringing in a stake such as losing half the people that exist in the universe. The planet. And well, then for, just it's, fixing it's mainly it. Earth. Wait, wait. Are you telling me that they were assholes and only brought back the population of Earth? Because I remember well, in Endgame, it specifies yeah. that they were getting rid of half the population in the universe. They just focused uh, heavily on Earth. Because there were characters that were on Titan that uh, broke the uh, it's been a, like a, it's been a minute since I saw that. I probably forgot about it. My bad. They yeah, they brought... brought back half the population of the universe. Okay, I was about to say if they only brought back half the population of Earth, the Avengers are assholes. Like, <laughs> yeah, mean, you see who their leaders are. I mean, that's fair, but Tony Stark would still have a selfish reason to bring back half the population of the universe. He can sell shit to half the population of the universe if everyone comes back. Yeah, this Tony Stark's a bit different, I'd say. But that's that's a different topic. 
Or meme worthy, uh, twice as alcoholic. I don't know about True. that. However, yeah. I will admit, one of my favorite comic panels from uh, when it comes to Tony Stark appearing in the comic side of things is Iron Man kind of getting beat by uh, Squirrel Girl. He, he got beat by Squirrel Girl. <laughs> hey, really? you got to remember, Wolverine lost in a fist fight to Squirrel Girl. Shit. She beat Galactus. I want to say it was Galactus. Uh, yeah, okay. She's a... Yeah, okay. Yeah. It's pretty... It's funny as that sounds. Yeah, that would never happen. Yeah, yeah. It is Galactus. Yeah, the power of worlds. Huh? Go on, Chris. I was just saying, I'm not familiar with Squirrel, Squirrel Girl at all, just because it's like... She just seems She's... like a shitpost. She sounds um, like a, a One Punch Man style joke character. Yeah, kinda. So I'm not gonna lie, she is very much a character for the shit post and the memes. She's like, if they made a Squirrel Girl movie, it's essentially the Deadpool movie you'd take your kids to go see. Yeah. Not really. Versus, you know, Before Deadpool, the one they made should... for kids to go go watch. Yeah, it's uh, like, I mean, Squirrel it's PG, Girl. It's... PG-13, so... Yeah, Squirrel Girl would be a lot more kid-friendly than Deadpool, but is kind of in the same vein of a zany joke character. But yeah, like, Speaking of... Yeah. I'm just going to say, uh, Deadpool 3 has, start fil- has started filming. Okay, cool, because I actually just recently watched the second one, and it was decent. Yeah, it is rated R, too, which is nice. So it'd be Disney's first rated R uh, movie because they own Fox now. What? They technically also acquired a lot of rated R films, so their catalog is getting very, very much adult. It's only going to be so long before they finally acquire all media companies, and you'll find a little Disney logo at the bottom of Pornhub. (laughs) Considering Pornhub is you know, facing a potential lawsuit. Yeah. That'd be oh, yeah. I did hear about that. And uh, Visa and MasterCard no longer service uh, Pornhub right now. Yeah, there was another thing a friend of mine sent where there was a organization that's very much anti-porn was actually suing Pornhub due to Pornhub always having basically no quality control and allowed very illegal videos to be hosted on their site, which is why over 17 million of their, or was it 30? Videos got deleted. Yeah. Pretty much a a large portion of their, of their library was deleted because they didn't want to face that potential lawsuit due to not having quality (laughs) control. (laughs) To put it into perspective, what they did. Speaking of Avengers though, Mr. Stark, I don't feel so good. Yeah, Yeah, big reason so many of their videos disappeared is they basically got rid of anything that wasn't the equivalent of a partnered Twitch streamer having their videos up on Twitch. If Twitch got rid of all non-partnered streamer content, that's essentially what Pornhub did as a blanket ban to try to uh, band-aid over the issue. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see how long that lasts, though. Yeah. Plus, you know, 
they have to find a new way to uh, bring in their money for those uh, premium accounts because apparently people pay Pornhub for porn. Uh, that is true. Though, Funny hey, enough. It could lead to people doing more cryptocurrency. Mm. Of course. Yes. Um, but actually, I'm just kind of, I'm just kind of uh, wondering uh, because I remember seeing this uh, meme once, like on Reddit before. Like my favorite video on, on like that website is I I uh, have a dinner with a girl and do not try to get in her pants. <laughs> and it's just like this guy in like a suit, just like having a wholesome dinner with this like woman who's like you know, in a in like a casual dress and they're not doing anything. <laughs> they're just and being polite. Now, oh, I, yeah. I've seen weirder things pop up on websites like Pornhub before. That, like, uh, are you guys familiar with the YouTuber Review Tech USA? Yes, I am. He so, doesn't review much tech, though. He mostly live streams talking about shit. But yeah, yeah, he's okay. He's an okay channel. A while back, he did an unboxing of the Galaxy Note 7. So this is years and years ago. And he had told, you know, if I, you know, if I reach so many blah, blah, blah uh, subscribers or whatever, I'll unbox the phone shirtless. Oh, and no. And so he did. Oh, And no. the video wound up on Pornhub. <laughs> <laughs> I think he I think that's also become a running joke with him now because I think I, he has mentioned that something about him unboxing something shirtless. I was not I was not aware of that till now. But yeah, yeah it, it's he, a I've seen joke. a few videos. Yeah. Yeah, it's a I running joke now. I don't catch his live streams very often, but flat out like if he gets so much uh super chats in live stream, he takes off his shirt. So it's like a common theme. Take it like, Here's fifty bucks now. Take <laughs> off your shirt. <laughs> Jesus. What's funny I mean, is honestly, that, that's a good gimmick. I mean, yeah. I mean that and the it's, uh, cucumber it's, thing. Yeah, that's that's been his thing for a while. I remember back in the day when there was the beef with Big Cheese Kit. And he didn't get something about what was it? He still, you still owe him two hundred dollars. I remember when that was a was that was a whole controversy for a minute with Review Tech USA. Yeah, he's not without his controversies. I'll give him that. And, and his, some of his opinions are weird. I, I and I don't agree with them, but he's an okay guy. I got no yeah. problems with him. There's very much some things I don't necessarily agree with him on, but he's still a dude that I not have an issue sitting down and having a beer with. I will say I think, especially with these new cons with the new consoles coming out, like the after they were both officially announced and the months leading to their release, he really milked any potential controversy with them dry. And I that alone has kind of turned me off from watching some of his videos. But then yeah. I started. I, I picked them up again once I got the cons. Once I got the PS5 in my hand, and I dealt, and I, you know, may have made my own opinion for it. But also, just I ignore videos like that now because I just I don't care. I do not. Some of these, some of the news videos he talks about, I'm already aware of. 
I was pretty much already aware of a lot of the things he was talking about, so I didn't feel the need to watch the video. But at the same time, looking at just the title, it actually annoyed me. But after a bit, it's like, all right, it's, it's whatever. He's got to make money. It's his job. So it is what it is. I can't, I can't blame him. And there's a lot of people that, you know, enjoy following the uh, rumor chain of consoles. Yeah. And I'll be honest, I, you know, as someone that doesn't game on console, that's usually his videos that I'm the least interested in, unless it's to hear that they're somewhat decent. Because if there's one thing I can definitely kind of agree with Rich on, it's that the PS4 and uh, Xbox uh, One kind of eh, hardware-wise. Yeah. For the hard, like, you know, I think I've actually mentioned this to Chris before, where it's like, they were based on AMD Jaguar CPU cores, which were intended oh, for like, tablets and shit. Yeah, and, now they're uh, now they're somewhat using current-gen Ryzen parts, mainly 8-core yeah. Gen 3 CPUs, and... Uh, whatever uh, graphicing pro graphic processing units they got going on. I am like, I will outright swear by Ryzen chips. Like at this point for both my laptop and my desktop and even my girlfriend's desktop, all of them are running Ryzen because AMD is actually making some good shit currently. Now will Intel start to become competitive again in the space. We shall soon see. Now that AMD has actually beat them on per core performance as well as the amount of cores they're packing in. Yeah, I know they're still trying to make GPUs though. Those are still a thing. But I've I heard about the tenth generation current chips they got shipped, and I just I was like, okay. That's cool. They yeah. finally abandoned the uh, the chipset from the eighth and ninth gen that they've been using for a, for a while, so now you got to buy a whole new motherboard. But and I think they're finally seven nanometers. I think Intel. because eventually, yeah, Intel fine with the tenth generation finally moved on to seven nanometers because they've been wow. rocking fourteen nanometers for uh, like ten years. Oh yeah, I know they've been rocking. Seven uh, blah blah blah, fourteen nanometers for a long time. Yep. Yeah, they finally figured they finally moved on, and now if you want to use their new stuff, you gotta buy a new motherboard, and those motherboards aren't cheap, especially now in a pandemic. And now Bitcoin's a thing again. Oh yeah. So, I am glad this year that AMD actually has released some pretty decent hardware from what I understand in their GPUs. But Yeah, I've seen it. Now, definitely, if you're going to go for a Linux machine, go AMD GPU at this point, because NVIDIA drivers on Linux are a shit show. And, but, if you're going to do any kind of Windows-style things, NVIDIA is still the way to go because of the software side of things. Because the software stuff is really where NVIDIA is going to have AMD beat for the next bit. Especially with shit like RTX Voice. Yeah, then hey guys, they... Uh, real quick, um, sorry. Um, I just want to grab a drink real quick. I, I'm just letting you know so that you, you don't ask for me. Okay, no problem. Drink. All right, sorry. But yeah, what were you going to say, Fryman? I was just going to say... Yeah, no, you're not wrong there. Especially with... Uh, the new, the current gen with gaming performance, 
they have DLSS, which pretty much is their big secret weapon compared to the Radeon chips or Radeon graphics cards. Oh, yeah. But uh, AMD has said that they're working on their own version of it to help, con- to, to help uh, you know, compete with DLSS. And I've heard a rumor of them wanting to incorporate that into the new consoles so that they can uh, output 4K better, especially because they want currently they want to do 4K and 120 hertz, and then eventually move to 8K displays once uh, TVs with 8K TVs are more common. No, I'll be honest with you. I still run at 1080p, so like DLSS isn't the end all be all for me at this point. Like it is nice though. It is nice though. Don't get me wrong. It is nice. But like, if I did not have DLSS, I think I could live without it. But no, it's mainly if if you like ray tracing, though. Personally, yeah. Well, even the new uh, AMD cards have ray tracing and stuff, from what I understand, as well. It's specifically RTX voice that's going to most likely make my next card an NVIDIA card at this point. Yeah, they they just updated it with its full version, which is broadcast, but you need an RTX 20 or 30 series for it. The recent update is actually not bad. Yeah. I will have I, to stick with the uh, test one because I'm still running my 1070 Ti, and I don't know if I'll upgrade anytime soon. And I'll be honest with you, for a beta product, like that is kind of what sold me so hard on RTX Voice. Was for a beta product. It is goddamn amazing. Some of mm-hmm. the shit it can do. Yeah, but what's also amazing is the new, the broadcast app. When you have the proper graphics card, I mainly use it for uh, this the simulated green screen effect because it's real. It's really nice to the point to where for now I don't need a green screen. I mainly use it whenever I stream because I think. It uh, having being in a green screen looks better than my room, personally speaking. But yeah, I've I've tested it and I've helped friends set it up. It's just like they're blown away. It's like wow, how they come up with this shit? <laughs> oh yeah, and you know, like I said, that's gonna be right now. That's kind of where I think Nvidia is banking a lot of their research and development right now is on that software side. Which, don't get me wrong, is definitely giving them a competitive edge. Because that means, because let's face it, at this point, they've been well enough ahead of AMD long enough. They haven't had to focus on hardware all that terribly badly. No. AMD more so, because when it comes when it comes to this, the hardware side, that's where their graphics cards, from what I've seen, have really started to falter. So they really this this new one I've heard they've gotten better, but I've only used AMD cards like twice in my life, so I couldn't tell you how good they are. Other than I've their their pure performance with just gaming is actually pretty nice. Yeah, it's like and they're they're adequate cards, and I'm not I don't shy away from advising an AMD card depending on somebody's budget. Now I was more likely to recommend an AMD card depending on your budget things like rtx voice for some people because you know at this point you know not even kidding if i were to let's say amd were to come out with a much better graphics card all around but 
didn't have a software like RPM's voice, I would Hello. need to either welcome back, Chris. I would either need to find a different piece of software that can do the same thing, or I would need to invest in better audio equipment for my current setup to be able to have the same level of sound quality I do with RTX Voice. Or when I upgrade my graphics card, I'd need to literally just keep my NVIDIA graphics card installed in my machine as a second graphics card just to use that feature. Yeah, I know. Now, that actually wouldn't be a bad idea for something, for like a dedicated style card for NVIDIA to make, though. Yeah, I could I could see that, but I do think though there's more people who just want to will just want to game than people who want to stream and make content. But it and that's that that line's going a bit more. 2020 saw a huge surge in people wanting to be YouTubers or streamers. So now, so now to I be think, fair, people want to play more games than they want to like cook chicken in their room. You cook chicken in your room? I think he's the, referencing the, the old... KF console. Yeah, KF console. A console that, if not for my medical issues that I'm still paying off... It's not uh, an actual game year, console. It's more of a gaming PC. I would well, we literally be buying it if I had the free-floating cash right now. And it was available for sale. Like, literally, it's a total meme thing. But I Cooler Master <laughs> and... KFC teamed up together to create what's called the KF console. It's literally a gaming PC that will that has the uh, thermal design set up to actually maneuver all of it into a section of the case that will warm your fucking chicken. I love it. Look, KFC's gotten ridiculous in the last few years. Like, it pulls the kind... Yeah, they have their own little uh, universe going on here. They've got a they've got a soap opera, like they, they legit a, have a soap yeah. opera that's been released. And then they have the dating sim sim, I which is hilarious. That. I kind of want to play that on stream. Chris, you should play it on stream. Uh, hold on, let me see if I have the uh, proper voice for that. Yes. I'm very confused. That's him saying. Were oh, you able to hear any of that? I heard. I heard gibberish. I think that was Chris saying now. Why did I hear gibberish though? It's like he was singing to me in another language. I put it under the T Pain voice filter. Okay, on that note, I'm, I'll be right back. You know what? But yeah, it's... I was just going to say, as far as the KF console goes, I just think it's dumb and KFC should just calm down. Don't get me wrong, it is dumb. But at the same time, I looked at the hardware, and depending on what price they actually put it out for, the hardware's not half bad. My they problem is, is that 
It's just that my problem is that A, KFC chicken is both somehow dry and slimy at the same time. And oh, yeah, don't B, get me wrong. I don't support KFC chicken as a fast food restaurant unless it's they're giving me a super good deal. And then on top of that, it's just that, like, you know how basically the heat from the console will actually, like, heat the chicken? Well, what happens if there is no chicken? Like, do you just, like, have to put something in there to soak up the heat? Or, better question, who in their right mind is, like, keeping their chicken warm, like, in any place other than, say, like, a kitchen? I don't know. Like, I don't know the hows and the whys of what they're doing. Oh, I know the why. I just don't understand the uh, the what. As in the what in the hell are they doing? Honestly, I don't know. Would you like to see me play the KFC dating sim on stream? Um... Not particularly, but you do you. Fair enough. It's I have returned. Than... Welcome back. And look on the bright side. I imagine that one's still better than Hot Duffel Boyfriend. If nothing else, Hot Duffel Boyfriend is just hilarious. We talking about dating sims now. We like kind of, talking yeah. about a, talking about our preferred dating sim, what we look for and what. <laughs> Uh, my preferred dating sim is Persona 5. Come at me. Persona 4, boy. Step up. Wait, wait, wait. That franchise that you go on and on about is a dating sim franchise? It can no, be. It, the thing is, is that you can romance any like most of the females in the um, uh, oh, series. So like, it's like Dragon Age Origins, which I really need to get around to playing. Yep. I got but, it. Bro. Yeah from EA Play, because it was a dollar. <laughs> but yeah, um, for, like, Persona 5 as an example, just because I haven't gotten to 4, um, you could pretty much uh, date any of, like, your female teammates, or you can even uh, romance uh, some of the other females who are available throughout uh, Japan, including adults. Bear in mind, your character is a high schooler. And I just find it funny. Sorry, you, you guys. Know what? Maybe that's what I should play on stream one day. PC They're, uh, simulator. That's perfect. You've got to be careful of that, though, because you don't know with some of those dating sims what kind of content they have. Look, that's why I. That's why one of the few ones I would actually do a complete haven't played this game before yet playthrough on stream. Well, it's the KFC you know, one, because I'm ninety nine percent certain everything Chris, they put in that will comply with U.S. law. Chris, in case you forgot, you PC building simulator is an actual PC building simulator. You actually build PCs. Where did you come from? Because I was talking about like because it, it, you. He said he wanted to play PC Building Simulator, and then you were just like, you just strumped right back into dating sims. Oh, yeah. I do. I don't remember when he uh, brought that up. Uh, I said, pay attention. Yeah, you must not have heard 
the full sentence when I mentioned it because I had mentioned that I that maybe I should play PC building simulator on stream. Oh, I thought you said PC dating simulators. Oh, PC PC dating simulator. <laughs> As in dating sims on the PC. Although there's yeah. probably a dating sim where you date your PC, which is called Cleverbot. I'm actually curious how you know that. You really are a connoisseur of the dating sim. Please tell us your ways. I'm just saying that as a joke. Cleverbot's been around forever, and I, I heard people like make jokes of going on dates with Cleverbot. But no, no, you seem to know a lot, though, Chris, if out of all of us. You're the dates very with Clevers and blah. Okay, look, it's like Rule 34. If it exists, there's probably a dating sim for it. You know so much, sir. You have to tell us. Please, we are we I are the lonely that. peasant. We are the lonely peasants to King Chris of the dating sims. Hold up. Important question, Chris. Is yeah. there a dating sim where I can go on dates with bottles of wine? Or is it just alcoholism? <laughs> Actually, now I'm curious. <laughs> The master is looking through his records to find the answer. Let's see, there's a wine-making simulator, but not a wine-dating sim. Apparently it's uh, coming soon on Steam. Yeah, it's possible. Chris, what do you say? I sit there, I learn the programming, I do the programming, you do all the artwork and everything. We sit there and we create meme dating simulators and sell them for like five bucks a pop on Steam. I I mean, that would be the perfect business model, but... Because at at five bucks, that's right at the price where, let's face it, anyone who's making even not so great money might drop five bucks on something for the shits and the giggles. Yeah. Hence why people bought Shower of Your Dad Simulator. Excuse the fuck out of me? Yes. Look it up up on Steam. It's a real game. I gifted it to Chris and never played it. Yeah, because I didn't want to soil my fingers with that. It's staring at me like an ugly tumor. Oh Every my god, they I had was... a... There's apparently more than one. I mean, the one that he gave me was like 2012. This one is Shower with Your Dad Simulator 2015. Do you still shower with your dad? Do you still shower with your dad? <laughs> uh, considering he's in halfway across the country, <laughs> I didn't even think I showered with him at all. Wow, you actually took that seriously. <laughs> you had to think about that. <laughs> well, that's, that's what we call comedic effect. The joke is that I don't know. See, that's part what of the joke. You? you bring emphasis to something you don't Why are know. You explain? Why are you explaining the joke now? It's not funny anymore. Actually, I do find uh, there to be kind of a funny joke of explaining the joke. That's why one of my favorite videos is what's the best Aztec movie skip. Look, 
The best movie skit is obviously Blazing Saddles. I've never seen it. Okay, um, next time we hang out in person, that that has to be on the to-do list. Sit down and watch an ep- not an episode. Yeah, we're gonna watch an episode of a fucking movie. We're gonna we should sit down and watch Blazing Saddles. Episode one or episode two? Because I I don't know if I got I can sit there and watch ten ten minutes of one episode of Blazing Saddles. It's a movie. It's a it's a movie. You sure about that? You said it was a show. I'm very concerned about that now. You said the best skit was Blazing Saddles. You also said it was a show. We're going to watch yeah, an episode. Yeah, I totally so. misworded the how I phrased that. But yeah, no, it's a Mel Brooks film. That's a comedic effect. Okay. Okay, funny story. I just Googled Blazing Saddles. And, uh, one of the things that uh, says in the people also ask, is Blazing Saddles funny? And it's just like, what? Why would you have like asked that instead of just like looking at reviews? Like, why do you specifically write is Blazing Blazing Saddles funny? Um, why wouldn't you just watch it? Well, to be fair, comedy is subjective. Yeah, it's like you're asking something like super subjective at that point. No, it it is subjective. <laughs> it always kind of is. What you find funny, someone else probably won't find funny. Maybe they're just curious. Maybe they weren't. Maybe they were just dumb. Who knows? Can't really take that stuff seriously. I actually remember uh, from back in like high school, uh, my friend brought over uh, Kill Bill to uh, for me to watch because I hadn't watched it at that point. And um, we got to the point where like the Japanese lady was like, you know, swearing up a storm after cutting off like this one guy's head, and it was just like anyone who uh, speaks out of line like that. I'll I didn't feed it to their child. And I was like, uh-huh. She said head. And then my friend started busting out laughing because that's not what he expected. <laughs> she said head. See, by ignoring when did you know I managed to come up with another one. I'm so good at humor. Hmm. So, I decided to uh, Google blazing saddles to see what kind of popped up i clicked on the amazon link and apparently amazon is convinced that one of the D- the 30th anniversary special edition dvd release is an audio cd an audio cd for some reason that's what amazon thinks it's on hbo max right now wow Oh god, I love I love the stupidity of the internet. I don't. It's quite annoying sometimes. Sometimes it's annoying, sometimes it's hilarious. Like the R slash curse comments. Nor you know, back in the day I used to go to R slash Wall Street bets for the sake of comedy. And then apparently they had to. I didn't initially expect it as a segue, but kind of, yeah. Then it turned into a slightly political thing. 
quite literally r slash wall street bets in the last two weeks has gotten to be one of the most fascinating phenomenon i've seen and surprisingly made gamestop stock expensive instead of failing all because someone realized that hedge funds had shorted more gamestop stock than actually existed and so he knew that they, they knew that they'd have to buy all those stocks back so they just bought and held to where it was over 500 a fucking share just to fucking like completely uh destroy those short sellers and then a lot of the people have used their earnings to fucking like pay for people's heart transplants and shit wow and I for some reason that. Yeah, and for some reason, the mainstream media... Well, some of the mainstream media is trying to make them look like the bad guys. Yeah, how dare they misuse our... the stock market's money. When, you know, most of them for the past year have been spent with no money. Yeah, it's like... Quite literally... I don't agree with the ones that have turned it into kind of... I don't... I don't necessarily, and by the way, this is not financial advice. I am not a licensed financial advisor. I'm going to put that out here right now. Don't necessarily completely agree with them just like being like, oh yeah, I'm going to put in $50,000 with the expectation of losing this to make a political statement and stick it to the short sellers. But if that's what those people want to do with their money, great. And actually... One of my streamers had to have a fun conversation with his wife on stream. Really? Fryman, are you familiar with uh, Linus Tech Tips at all, the YouTube channel? Yeah. They run a weekly podcast called The Wan, the Wan Show that I actually kind of follow that kind of recaps tech news throughout the week. I usually just kind of watch it in the background Friday nights after work while I'm doing shit. One of the things Linus went and ran his mouth about is that he would take the super chats he got that week, five exit, and put that money into GameStop and hold. And eventually, yeah. in the middle of the stream, uh, yes, that guy. And in the middle yeah, of the stream, he's yeah. like, okay, yeah, I'm gonna have to cap this at $50,000 out of my pocket, just as a heads up. Because within just like two minutes, he was already going to be out like 20000 And so he actually called his wife on stream. She's like, you need to what? Yeah, we need to transfer $50,000 over into the bank that we do our stock buying with. Why? We need to buy $50,000 worth of GameStop stocks. No. But we have to. I kind of already told the stream that I would. And she's just like, but there's so much better things we could have done with that money. We could have actually, you know, helped people in charities. And he's like, I'm well aware, but look at it this way. We're sticking it to some bad people. And she's like, charity still would have been better. And he's like, look at it this way. When the retail investors start selling off, when the stock falls, it is it eventually will. The money's going to go to help them. And then, of course, the one sentence that everyone fears the most, you know, when they've got a significant other. We'll talk about this later. 
Oh no. Because <laughs> the funny thing is, if you actually watch enough of his content, you learn one thing. His wife basically is the one that kind of keeps track of the budgeting for their household and for his business. Like, his wife is technically his accountant for his business. Yeah, no, I wouldn't. I believe that. But, dude, I can't imagine just being. I mean, he's lucky, I guess, in the fact that he can comfortably burn $50,000. But that's a lot of money to decide to set on fire. And to have to tell your wife about it. And now she, she might, he might be sleeping on the couch that night. Might so to been. be fair to Drake, that's literally toilet paper. Yes, to Drake, that's literally toilet paper. Linus actually capped it at 50 because 50,000 US dollars is a significant amount of money to him currently still. Mm-hmm. Oh, but, you know, it's not like his wife wouldn't have eventually found out, because, you know, he literally would not know how to buy stocks on his own. He'd literally have to be like, hey, hey, wife, wherever we have that $50,000 sitting, it needs to go into GameStop. Still, hey, though, you had to, you had to call his wife. Yeah, he had to call his wife live on a stream to tell her, "Amp, we got to put fifty thousand into GameStop stock." Uh, oh, she's yeah. like, "Stop it! Get some help." Anyway, oh, yeah. that clip though, we should watch that clip. Okay, let me go ahead and see. Take a look at that clip. Real quick. Turn on screen share. Yeah, I wonder what this clip is. It looks Hilar- like something. It's hilarious. Okay, let me go ahead. I'm going to add in. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. Give me one moment while I go ahead and add the source. By the way, while he's setting that up, um, recently I've been playing through uh, GTA 5 um, single player. And. Um, I've been enjoying it, but it kind of makes me realize that 2014 was, or like, when did GTA 5 originally come out? Wasn't it 2014? Because it doesn't. 2013. No. Yeah, 2013. It's like kind of a shock, like, listening to, like, the music and, like, seeing the closing styles that were popular back then. Because, wow. It's like 2013 was almost like nothing, really. Like, it's. Like, in terms of, like, say, music, it's not as, like, rememberable as, say, um, like, a lot of the music that's been put out, like, uh, like the past, like, two to three years. At least for me. Yeah, there's no, there's no audio from that clip. Oh, god damn it. Curb your flatter. I think a better clip. Curb your hey, flatter. Hey. Hey, we have members all over the globe. Repeat that sentence, but slower. Bum, 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 this is the kind of gaming setup that there, even there 10 it is. years from now, most people will have never experienced. So I want to at least try it out. That was some interesting flicker right there. Oh.
So, so conflict, conflict clip, clip is, is that he did it, did it SLI, SLI with a 2390s. And, and he, he had a very, a very low wattage power, power supply. supply. <laughs> so, so it turned, it turned off, off and couldn't, and couldn't give, them give them both power. power. That doesn't surprise <laughs> me. And you don't even need a very <laughs> low <laughs> wattage power supply for that. Because the series is fucking hungry as hell for power. Like, the 30 series broke the trend that year over year, GPUs were becoming uh, less uh, power hungry for their level of performance. Whereas the 3090 kind of completely threw that off and actually made above a thousand watt power supplies make sense for the average user. Because, I'll be entirely honest, most people were fine with like 750 watts, even with like a 1080 Ti a lot of times in their systems. Yeah, yeah, no, at least... A lot of other shit. Yeah, going off, going off this guide, guide if you prefer 3090, you, you need a 750 watt power, power supply. Most, most people are kind of just used to 650. Now they, now gotta, they go gotta go a step above if they want to use, to use the, 30 the 30 series. series. Oh yeah, step above for that, and you know, not to mention, you have to account for like what, it, whatever other hardware you may have in your system. It's actually one of the reasons I tend to recommend the existence of PC part picker a lot of the time. Like, biggest reason I tend to recommend them is straight up, they will have the power information for whatever you're plugging in, and they can tell you, hey, if you're running, you know that much shit you might want to recommend xyz power supply based off you know your cpu and gpu combo along with like the amount of hard drives because i'll be honest at the end of the day most hard drives don't take up a lot of power these days but like if you're putting in a shit ton of hard drives it's obviously going to take more power than one that might only have a single drive in it mm-hmm so much of a hardware guy. Yeah, you know, he's not. Don't, don't don't listen to him. So recently, over the past few days, I was playing and beat a new game that just came out, and it's it's one of the supposedly the big uh, exclusives for the Series X, but it's also on PC via Game Pass. So I was able to play it, and it's called The Medium, and it's this pretty it's pretty much this horror. This sur- this survival horror game that tries to adhere back to the old school survival horror games, but also being a modern day one of those modern day horror games where it's just you walking and observing everything. Interesting. That makes yeah. It's main yeah. It's got the old fixed camera angles you're used to seeing, and like the old Resident Evils, the old Silent Hills, and I think. Some other examples would be Fatal Frame and Clock Tower. So Clock Tower yeah. 3. And then just watch out for its uh, sequel, The Large, and then its prequel, The Small. I know. <laughs> but without going into too much spoilers, I thought the game was fine. But the ending alone, I'm kind of like, hmm, it's why did you do that? You know, so, that might be a game that I'll play. At yeah, it's on Steam. On is Clock yeah, Tower the thing. 3. Oh, Clock Tower 3. 
I thought you meant the medium, but yeah, yeah Clock Tower. I'm sorry. <laughs> Clock yeah. Tower 3 I had as a kid, and I used to play the shit out of the game. Now, mind you, being a kid, I'll be honest, Clock Tower 3, I remember it being frightening. I don't know if it would actually scare me as a grown-ass man. I don't think it will. Clock Towel. Huh? Clock Towel. That's not very scary. Did he, say, he didn't say towel. Clock Towel. It's a John Trunder. Oh. oh. Yeah, it's like, I'll be honest, like, do keep in mind, like, back when I played the uh, Clock Tower franchise was before I moved to Vegas. And I moved to Vegas when I was about 10. So, you know, I was super young when I played that game. Probably younger than what the MSR... Why was I going to say MSRP? That's the fucking manufacturer price recommendation. No, the fucking rating would have recommended. I will say, though, it, I, I kind of wish if you still had the copy that you could sell it because Clock Tower 3 is one of those rare PS2 games that people spend 80 to to $100 on. I wish I still had my physical copy of Clock Tower 3 then, because that is a redonkulous amount. A couple of years ago, um, I sold my copy of uh, uh, Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3 and got like 60 bucks for it. Yeah, because the digital edition of that, that was before it got re-released on current consoles and PC. At the time, they actually discontinued the PS3 and the Vita version, so the only way to play is if you had a physical copy. Hey, look, I'm an expert stock trader now. I made stonks. You made some stonks. But yeah, the me the medium's not bad. Its main gimmick, though, is that it's your main character's a spirit medium where she can exist in both the land of the living and the land of the dead at the same time. So when and when that does happen, the game's uh, splits in half. To display her being in the land of the dead world and the living world. So then you have to solve puzzles and make your way through the section of the game. It's kind of neat until you start, unless you're playing on PC, to which if you don't lock it to 30 FPS, have your game's not going to run at all because it just does not render any game. It does not render these uh, split screens very well when. Uh, when they when it's on screen and at at anything above thirty FPS, so that, that, that was something that happened, and apparently they patented this whole gameplay mechanic, and they're going to use it again, probably in the yeah spoilers sequel, because it's yes. going to happen. It's going to happen based on what I saw in that ending. So, being reminded of games from when I was younger on the PS2 era, I decided to see if one of the games, uh, Final Fantasy XII, was available on PC through Steam. And apparently it is as a remastered remake from, like, 2018. Except they Mm -hmm. want, like, $10 less than a brand spanking new game. And don't get me wrong, it sure took some... uh, decent effort to go ahead and get it fully remastered but like that was two years ago at this point yeah it's square enix no no three years ago at this point it's 2021 i'm like 
I'm not paying 50 bucks for a remastered game from like the PS2 era. It is the best getting a physical desk. There, there is technically a difference. It's not the original PS2 version. It's the European and Japanese exclusive Zodiac job system version of the game where they completely changed the, some of the gameplay stuff for it. How severely so, did they change the gameplay stuff? So in the first, it plays the same, but the catch is this time around, it's... But when you get a in the first game in the original game, when you got a party member, you can they have their set armor and skills and whatnot, but as you play and level them up, you can build them to whatever kind of class you want them to be. But with Zodiac Age, the remaster, it's which is based on that zo the the Zodiac job system uh version of the game. They, whenever you got a new party member, you have to pick their class to what they should be, and then they stay that class for the entire entirety of the game. Really? Yeah. So basically, it, it gives you like a whole. You got to plan ahead. Like, okay, I like this character. I want him to be a warrior. This one, I want to be a time battle mage. This one to be a healer. This one could be a, a uh, an archer. That kind of stuff. And that officially will make me less likely to buy the game now because it actually took away one of the things that was slightly that I found interesting about. I mean, it still, it still looks and plays the same. No, no matter what, it's just like they, they did one. I mean, you don't, you can reset their jobs to mine. I think you can reset it to a degree, but. It just now you got to go in plan and plan ahead a bit more. It, they changed really one thing and added in a few other things, but it's the it, I can honestly tell you I've played both. It's the same game. I'll be honest, the licensing thing was the the the. Way oh, they, they still have. have oh, they still they still have it. Okay. All that all that changes is you have to when you get a new character is you have to pick their class up front and they give you a brand new job and license board to go through. It's, so you don't have to build them up and then choose whether or not, okay, I like that he's a war my character's a warrior now, but now I want to make him a mage. For whatever reason. Can you still like have a warrior by mage style licenses if you so uh, want? I I think. But I'll be honest with you, I think you'd like this version of the game better. It is it is better in a lot of ways. I will say it's not better enough to where, to where you were saying it's worth $50. But I think with some of the quality of life improvements they put into this version compared to the original, I think you enjoy it. I wonder if they the, fixed the uh, Steam version of Chrono Trigger yet. No, they did not. <laughs> what were you going to say, Chris? Uh, I was wondering if um, if I could move on to the bit of entertainment news that I actually have. Okay. Good. So, so in this case, um, it looks like earlier today, yeah, it was actually uh, today, um, Vipsy Pop uh, released Hell of a Boss Episode 3, and I took a look at that today. I honestly thought it was probably their funniest episode yet. Wait, hmm. who released what now? So there's this uh, YouTube channel called uh, Vipsy Pop, and they basically do all sorts of animations. 
Well, a while ago they put out uh, two pilots. One was called Has Been Hotel, basically about a bunch of demons in hell where someone's trying to run a reform like uh, hotel for them. While another one was called Hell of a Boss, which is kind of a dark comedy kind of series about you know a demon trying to run a business of killing people in the in the living world. Well. Hell of a Boss was the one that ended up getting the series just because it had more fan traction. And so far, aside from just the pilot, they've released three episodes, the newest one being today. And honestly, they've had a good track record so far with these episodes. I will say this, though, just to add a bit of an addendum to your story, Has Been Hotel actually did get picked up for a series? Yeah, it's just that it didn't get picked up first. I think they both got picked up fine. I think... The creator of has been or of both just decided that she wants to make hell of a boss on her own. To which uh, has been a hotel, I think, got picked up by Adult Swim. Gotcha. But honestly, as far as a concept, I I like the idea of hell of a boss more, even though it's just like your kind of typical like adult dark comedy. But the thing is, is that they wrap, they make, they make up for it with like kind of the played out concept with like some actually good writing and some really good voice talent because they got a uh, Richard Horvitz, the voice of Invader Zim on it. And he's always fun to watch. Yep. I look forward to Psychonauts too, whenever that comes out. Mm-hmm. I need to finish Psychonauts one at some point. Uh, you have plenty of time because Psychonauts 2, even though it's going to come out this year, uh, I don't know. Who knows when? All I know is I want to play it now because it looks good. <laughs> kill your husband, kill your wife, we'll even let you keep the knife at the immediate murder. Professionals, kids die for free. I'll be honest, things that get stuck in development hell, I'm always nervous about it. Like it's been some well, development hell for a while because we can. Yeah, I wouldn't like say development happened. hell. I wouldn't say development hell. That game. I don't know if you know the history of what what's going on with Psychonauts too, but yeah. I, I've kept up with it enough, and I can tell you. Not really. Go ahead, and I'm kind of interested. Okay, so I forget which year. I think it was 2015, 2016. There were rumors and a lot of fans wanted a Psychonauts 2 to come out, but there were Tim, this was when Double Fine and Tim Schafer, Tim Schafer, the creator, they were, do, they were on their own and they were still trying to make it somewhere. And they were, this was a little after they had a Kickstarter for one of their games called Broken Age, which good game. It's just its biggest issue is they had two separate fundraising campaigns to fund the game and Tim Tim Schafer kind of got himself in a bit of controversy. He's reformed now, but yeah, he did. He did start some controversy around that time too. What but, kind of controversy if I'm asked or uh, is it on Twitch appropriate? It's uh, what, what it's, what he said was, are you familiar with Anita Sarkeesian? Yes. Okay. At one point he bought not he did defend her, so the gamers got mad about got mad at him for it. I mean he made I, I heard what he said. He kinda makes a good point at the same time. I didn't oh I didn't hundred percent agree with it. But there was one where he went to I think it was a GDC and he went on a stage to make to make fun of not your shield, which is a movement at I think it's still around, but I remember it was a movement about women working in the gaming industry 
either feel either not feeling either being treated poorly and not respected and he just kind of got a dumb sock puppet and made he not only made fun of not your shield but he made fun of the gamers themselves so he basically made an enemy of out of everybody so that was the that was the controversy. It's been a minute since I looked into it, though, so I'm pretty sure I got a few details wrong. But that was what people were mad about at the time. And I think, and then flash forward to a year later at one of the game awards, he officially announces Psychonauts 2 and a Kickstarter. On his, but instead of like using Indiegogo, GoFundMe, or Kickstarter.com, he uses his own brand new uh, Kickstarter. A site called fig 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 dot dot com or whatever where essentially what was it about this is also a controversy a little bit where people can not only pledge to develop help the game you know get made as well as all the rewards they'd give you but at the, they'd also would pledge to a certain amount to become investors to get and get like dividends as well as reimbursements on of sales of the game so that also draw him drew him some controversy because while psychonauts one was well known both by a cult and the large crowd it's like psych for your sequel that's a bit that's asking a lot there like there's like like I'd be concerned about legal ramifications of that because when you're talking about like being an investor you're talking about getting the sec involved yeah i know but here's where here's where it gets interesting though so yeah he wanted over three million dollars to get to fully commit to making psychonauts 2 and like a few years that go on there are some stand i think a game or two comes out and he remastered some of his older games like grim fandango uh full throttle and a, f- a few uh, what was the other one yeah one one of them one of the other ones he made but yeah some some time goes on he does share a few development stories as well as updates on the game but and then he secured a publishing deal with starbreeze studios which are the publishers behind the Payday franchise and a lot of other bad business decisions to which then they couldn't get enough adequate funding for the game. So it was still being actively worked on, but there was like that looming threat that if they lose this publishing deal, then they can't make, they can't make this game to what they want because they were, what they were talking about in one of the recent updates is that, when they were under Starbreeze's deal, they 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 had to cut a lot of content because they didn't have that much money because Starbreeze was slowly but surely going out of business. And I don't know what's the state with them now, but I'm pretty sure it's not good. So then flash forward again to 2019, Microsoft buys Double Fine the studio. And so now they're fully owned, owned by Microsoft. Yeah, they're officially owned by Microsoft. Now, granted, with Microsoft's Play Anywhere initiative, 
you're going to play Psychonauts 2, whether it be on Xbox or PC via Steam or PC Game Pass. So you have nothing to worry about, just people who play their games on other consoles. They said like there's a bit of like they would put some of their games on there, you know, case by case basis, but it's mostly player big games are gonna now go to Xbox and PC. But now that they f- are fully funded by a publisher that has no plans to get rid of them, they were able to then pick they delayed the game twice, mind you. It was gonna come out in twenty eighteen, then it was twenty nineteen. Or no, it was 2019, then 2020, and now it's 2021 because they have time, they have the money, and so they're safe. But also with them uh, being owned by the publisher, they were able to pay everyone the dividends that did choose to opt in to be investor on their fundraising campaign. Also, Carl, are you eating popcorn? Yes, yes. are you? Nice. But now... But yeah, now the game's in development. It's almost done. So we could, and they said it could be out this year, and I, I do believe it. And it's, and it looks good. Looks good. That's more of like the in the nutshell as to what's been going on with this game. There's a lot more. There's, I think there's a lot more details out there that even I missed. But it's pretty much the play by the play by play as to what's been going on with this game. But when it comes out, I'm gonna buy it. I'm gonna play it. And hopefully, it's good. I'm not going to lie to you at this point, anything that's been in development and has had a share of controversies during development, or if it's been in development for a long time, I tend to eye it with a bit higher level of scrutiny, you know, circa, you can take a look at, uh, Doom Eternal, not Doom Eternal, blah, 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 completely different franchise, Duke Nukem 3D Forever, I think it's just forever, Artemis Fowl, like, Sorry, I got yeah. a I got a quote here. What if the game gets delayed? You don't want this to become No More Heroes Forever, do you? <laughs> God, I love that. Oh, yeah. No More Heroes. Uh, yeah. That was probably more funny though when the people were making the game though. Yeah, but it's kind of funny playing it now on like on the Switch, you know, like seven years later. Uh just because it's like, oh yeah, they actually did release Duke Nukem Forever and it was garbage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now the now the new one is Cyberpunk, unfortunately, because that game was in development for six years, or six or seven years, and it came out and it was broken. So, I mean, you're not wrong though. I will say though, when I see a game I'm very much excited for, that's either in, been in development hell, or it's just been a long time since they've had a new game. I do eye it with scrutiny. And I've noticed, though, that even the ones I've played and interested, like I always come away saying I enjoyed it, but it had things I really didn't like about it. Like, for example, Final Fantasy XV, I really enjoyed it. But looking back on it, honestly and objectively, it has a lot of problems with it. And then Kingdom Hearts 3. Then even the, the Final Fantasy 7 remake, which I enjoyed. You know, just... I think a lot of our problems with the video game industry and games would start to vanish if people stopped pre-ordering, in my opinion. And actually oh, waiting until yeah. stem dance. At this point, though, it's like it's kind of pointless 
to pre-order a game. I mean, I say that and I still pre-order my games because I plan to play them day one. But with the fact that digital distribution is so big now, you don't even need to pre-order it. Unless you're like one of those, I want to get the exclusive beta or in Activision's case with Crash Bandicoot 4, they had the exclusive demo for pre-orders only, which was just stupid. Well, also, let's not forget, uh, the problem with pre-ordering is that, you know, people try to get it so that they can play game day one. How many cases have we had, like, just within, like, the past, like, two years? Has a game been released day one? It's been the most broken piece of shit ever. It's been cyberpunk, unfortunately. Well, not even just that. Like, say, Fallout 76 as an example. Yeah, no, but that was a game. Or No Man's Sky. Well, those okay. were games that were basically early access games that they were basically forced to release because they, because otherwise excitement would die down. I'm going to put it out this way. If you buy a Bethesda game, you're expecting bugs. Like, I hate to say this, but, like, one of the things that pisses me off about Bethesda is actually how they have handled bug fixes in Skyrim. Because they stopped doing bug fixes in the core code of Skyrim fucking years ago. Do you want to know what they have not stopped doing with Skyrim? Releasing it for new systems. They stopped bug fixing before, like, the PS4 came about. However, they are continuing to release games that have the same fucking bugs as the original goddamn code for shit like the Switch. If you're going to yeah, continue that... be releasing it and re-fucking selling it, you need to fix your goddamn bugs. Like, it, yeah. if they weren't selling... Copies for new consoles. I wouldn't give as much of a shit. But there's the fact that there's like this day one like mining bug that can still like brick a save file in the Switch from what I've heard that existed in like day one release from way back when. That they haven't fixed that I'm like, why would I buy your game on anything but PC where modders have done the work of patching that shit for you? because you haven't done it yet yeah not only that they just their refusal to get rid of their uh, dated and really shitty game engine that has shown its age since skyrim has come out so Um, well even then it's just like the like that's just kind of the thing as to why i can't really get behind like bethesda games it's just like oh we have these expansive worlds but in this case, uh, you'll have to make sure that you uh, add these fan-made uh, patches before a game becomes, you know, really playable. Because they don't want to patch it nor fix the damn game. Slightly yeah. unpopular opinion here, but I liked Oblivion better than I did Skyrim. At least storyline-wise. I don't think uh, that's an unpopular opinion. A large amount of people in old school fans did not like Skyrim. It's only the new fans you're really gonna piss off, really. And like, don't besides, get me wrong. they're just jealous. They don't have cheese for everyone. <laughs> like, there are things that <laughs> I do think Skyrim does a little bit better than Oblivion. Like outright, the mechanics, like the physics engine, is a little bit better in Skyrim. But it's also a newer game. You kind of expect that. Yeah. The fact is, do you want to know the only fucking storyline that I give an absolute shit about in Which Skyrim? One? Adopting the girl in Whiterun. 
Literally, that is the only fucking storyline I've come across in Skyrim that I actually give half an ass about. All the other ones don't interest me. Okay, then. I'll say this up front, though. I, uh, I don't, I don't play Elder Scrolls that much. I mainly was a Fallout guy, and even then, I'm not the biggest fan of Fallout. My preferred Fallout game is the one that Bethesda didn't directly make. Which one? There's like, which one? There's like, there's like three. (laughs) Okay, of the yeah, of the one since uh, level not Obsidian. City and someone that made Vegas, but like since the, three, since the, the Vegas and when four, the three, and then seventy six. I mean, my favorite version of Fallout is Fallout Boy, but it's not even that good. I know. I'll say the this: was bad. I, I know it was. I'm one of those weirdos that prefers Fallout Three, mainly because I put more time into Fallout Three than New Vegas. I'm sure it's great, but I for I for now if mainly partial to Fallout 3. Anyways. I'll um, be honest. I think... No, go ahead. I was going to say, I can really understand the motivations of the main character in Fallout New Vegas, though. Because honestly, what motivation does tend to get stronger than who the fuck shot me in the head and where the fuck is he? Yeah, no, I get that. I'm just too lazy to play through most of Fallout New Vegas. I'll probably do it at some point, considering I haven't played it through entirely either. Yeah. I will say jumping on the hype of 4, eh, probably wasn't the best idea. Just being honest. I don't like number 4 that much. I don't hate it. I don't love it either, though. They took away skill points. I mean, it's still there, but at the same time... Oh, wait, no, yeah, no, they did those skill points. Yeah, they got rid of those. That sucked. Like, I'm very you much... leveling less... systems in a role-playing game. Yeah, they took away the skill points and added in the the settlements. Those were terrible. Yeah, no, quite, quite literally, actually, because I borrowed... Fallout 4 from a friend to give it a try, right? Mm-hmm. Most of the time you can ignore the settlements. There's like one portion where you have to do like some little bit of building on a settlement in the beginning. It got me to that point, forced me to try to sit there and play a settlement, and I'm like, okay, I'm bored now. I'm going to go play a different Fallout game. <laughs> like, it's literally one of those things where it's like in the introductory of the uh, crafting system in New Vegas, for example. Just to kind of show where New Vegas does this a bit better. New Vegas allows you to fucking skip the introduction of the crafting system if you don't want to fuck with that shit. You have to at least slightly build a settlement in the beginning of Fallout 4. Ew. Yeah. Now what were you going to say, Chris? I was just thinking it was about time to transition over to the uh, tier list. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. The part, of, the part of the show everyone watches, the tier list. I mean, if that's even true. <laughs> nah, for all probably, we know, it probably. might be true. Maybe some of them. 
Hey you, who happens to have stumbled upon this video and or stream, uh, what do you think about tier lists? Are they outdated or are they outdated? We're going to do them anyways. I mean, it's not like we've got too many more other subjects to go ahead and talk about. I mean, let me see what I got on my desk here. Um, um, water. Water is drinkable. Up you I'll I'll load it up your game capture. There we go. I believe you're looking for a window capture. Yeah, yeah, you know, no, you're right, I am. Cause I actually don't have the HDMI cord for my laptop, so I have to get it pulled up on my desktop. Where's window capture? We want Firefox. Oh, there you go. Uh, but now you gotta make it like smaller, clip it. Where'd my webcam go? Oh god, we've lost the laptop and the stream. What shall we do? No, uh... Well, I'd say this stream is starting to turn out to be in. Bear in mind, not a big oof, but, you know, and... Eh, oofs happen. It's what this stream is about. You know, I was actually playing a game with my friend, and um, I loaded up the soundboard for him, and uh, he was wondering where the Roblox oof sound was coming from. Roblox? What the hell is that? Okay, so Roblox was Minecraft before Minecraft. Well, not necessarily, but it was a Lego-style, like, you know, free-to-play, like, online multiplayer game where people could create their own worlds and games and stuff. And it is still technically active today, but it's just that um, after Minecraft came out, they kind of changed how their system was designed. And let's just say it actually ended up making it worse because they weren't original anymore. Uh, why did they do that? Probably to try to cater to the Minecraft crowd. Like, let me put it this way. You know how Minecraft, like, blocks are, like, you know, on a set grid? Yeah. Well, here's the thing with um, uh, Roblox. Technically, there was, like, a snap grid, but it was pretty much freeform. Like, depending on how you, like, move, like, the blocks around. And that meant you could get really detailed with, like, block placement to, like, make terrains and stuff or, you know, fancy architecture. But then once they released the Minecraft update, as I like to call it, it made it a, a lot harder to try and do so. Because you couldn't use the old blocks anymore. Really? Or at least at the time I was playing it. Okay, so you were a player of Roblox. Yeah, that's actually how I met a few of my friends um, and are still friends with now. 
Is that how you met Fryman? No, we met in high school. What's this high school that you speak of? You see, it's where uh, people from the ages of 13 to 18 get together to learn uh, subjects with each other. Oh, like in the anime. Yes. My cousin, Anna Mae, and uh, her sister, Hen Pai. What you doing there? Trying to get it to allow me to capture Firefox. Close it and open it again. You might have to, like, uh, close out that window capture and start a new window capture. But yeah, me and Fryman actually met in uh, high school, and um, uh, we just like met each other like outside the lunchroom, like in the like kind of the main like kind of hall that we had, um, and we just kind of um, got to talking. There you go. Um, we just got to talking, and uh, we ended up uh, bonding over Sly Cooper. Okay, what you might want to do is uh, go ahead and uh, go into properties on that um, uh, window capture. Like the little, uh, yeah, yeah, the little gear. You see something I'm... called uh, add filters or filters. No. Um, actually, right click on the um, on the uh, window capture. What's going on now? Filters. Yes. Now uh, you need you want to add a crop. Uh, he can just crop it by. Uh, Going to the top corner and then holding the oh. alt button. Or yeah, you can do that. Yeah. Yeah, it's not giving yeah. me a crop button in the filters anyway. Just ignore it. Uh do what he said, just hold alt and then um you know take crop the it. um uh edges. The edges. Take the yeah, take the edges and crop it. There you go. There you go, son. He's learning. Did not actually know I can do that. I thought you did, but now you know. Now, if you want to, no, you're you right. You you right click on the source and go to transform and hit fit to screen so that's not so small. Well, you might just want to resize. You might just want to resize it uh, so that you don't take up the entire screen because it might you know you know fitting to screen ain't half bad though. Mm-hmm. Well, then he'll just end up blocking. It. There you go. I'd no, say pull it pull it down a little so we can see the candy. So that everyone can be like, oh, I know that candy. I like that candy. We'll see once we... Or, well, yeah, we'll need to see it too. Okay, first option. I don't... Milky Way. Uh... Okay, so not going to lie, this is my favorite chocolate candy. It's more C tier oh, for me personally. Milky Way is your favorite. Yes. I think it's C tier. It's okay. Because here's my thing. When it comes to like, I don't, I don't just like pure chocolate. But at the same time, I don't like having like too much of my chocolate. Milky Way is just kind of that perfect balance for me. To where it has enough to take away from the fact that it's milk, milk chocolate. But not too much that it distracts from the chocolate in general. 
So for me, it's S tier, but I can understand that that's not everyone's opinion. It's C, it's C tier for me. So it's just okay. It's just okay. I prefer any other chocolate to Milky Way. I'd say let's put it maybe B tier to kind of meet it in the middle. Because I'll be honest, before looking at the uh, list of candies you had listed out here, I forgot Milky Way was a thing. <laughs> like, it's yeah. not a bad candy. It's just one... Oh. Crap, the... Is the uh, thing still going through clearly for... There we go. I yeah, every, everything looks good. It's just that now you have the screen scroll down to look at the candy. Okay. Now, next up is Hershey's milk chocolate. That's one of my now, favorites. Mind, I put a two. Bear in mind, uh, we can also rate it on like the different flavors, but I mainly wanted to focus on like the main flavors. But yeah, for Hershey's, I would say that's at least an A tier for me. I'd settle going to S if that's if that's needed. But no, nah, it's A tier. Yeah, it's A tier. How about Sour Patch Kids? I not a fan. I'm good. It goes a D tier. For me, they're not bad, but it's not the first, like, even, like, fruity candy I'll pick. I would say C tier at the highest. D tier. Oh. I'd probably kind of agree with Chris on C tier. It's not necessarily horrible like a D tier candy would be, but it's not quite what I'd go for when I'm in the mood for fruity candy. Now, Speaking of fruit candy, that one I put in D. Twix. Twix. Hey, if it was a peanut butter, wafers are terrible. If it was peanut butter Twix, I'd put it in B tier. But yeah, I'd I'd say C for regular Twix. For standard Twix, definitely like a C or D. Because let's face it, the only good Twix is a left Twix. (laughs) I'm sorry. That's about the only thing I can think of when I hear Twix right. Wait, no. No, no, that is Twix. Kit Kats does not do the left and right thing, I don't think, in their commercials, do they? No. No. Now, Kit no. Kats, where would you it's guys Twix rate It's Twix who does them? the left Twix versus right Twix. Kit Kats. Where I would say, at the very them? least, they're better than Twix. Uh, they're fine. B tier for me, though, personally. I could see B tier. Yeah, I'd How say at the very S- least they're B tier. How about Snickers? B okay, A tier for the jo- A tier for the joke, B tier for the taste. It's okay. A-tier I have to be in the mood. This is where I'm gonna get controversial. A tier for the joke because you know you know, eat a Snickers, you're not you're not you when you're hungry. And go ahead, state your Okay, so controversial opinion. I don't like Snickers. <gasps> I hate their peanuts. Like, <gasps> go on. It's just that I get the appeal. It's like people do like you know peanuts in their chocolate, but it's just that the peanuts and Snickers have always been like so obnoxious. Like they'll always get stuck in your teeth because they're coated in chocolate. Um, they just like are like too much to bite into. For me, they're D tier. So, to an extent, I understand where Chris is coming from on that. 
And I'm going to honestly bring up my slightly controversial opinion here. <gasps> Most of the standard chocolates out there are kind of shit because they're all milk chocolates and not dark chocolates. And dark chocolate is inherently superior. Can't fault that logic, but I don't, I don't agree with you either. That's Same, fair. I'm not a fan of dark chocolate. Yeah, it's like, uh, me, I personally prefer dark chocolate, and I think it's a shame that what uh, some of what can actually pass for quote-unquote dark chocolate uh, here in the States, like, some of what perpetuates itself to be dark chocolates here in the States could not, in some countries, legally call itself dark chocolate, would have to actually be legally considered milk chocolate. But we have a lower standard of dark chocolates than some other countries, apparently. Now, next up is... I'm assuming this is going for just all gummy bears and not yeah. just this particular brand, right? So, that's kind of the intent. I thought Haribo I, just because they're the most known. But yeah, all gummy bears can count. I don't like gummy bears other than watching people eat sugar-free gummy bears because it's what, fucking hilarious. What are your thoughts, Chris? Okay, I don't mind gummy bears. Like, if you hand me a handful of gummy bears, I wouldn't mind going for them, so that would probably be a seat here. I'm not going to go out of my way to buy them. Unless they're sugar-free gummy bears and then you make other people eat them. I'll be honest, You're gummy like bears people shit. are one of those things where I will occasionally pick up and if I have to state the one thought process that I associate most with gummy bears is whenever I buy a pack and I eat it, my feeling is of disappointment. Because then I remember I don't really like gummy bears all that much. <laughs> like, it's not horrible. If you hand me a pack of gummy bears, I will happily eat them. However, I will be disappointed if I bought them because then I will remember that I don't like them. That By the way, can we do Twizzlers next, just so that we get that out of the way? Yes, let's get over Twizzlers. Red vines are really better, like and I don't know why red vines aren't on the list. Because yeah. I forgot about red vines. Those, they're the big. They're like the big uh, licorice you see in like uh, the containers at the store. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. I know what red vines are. It's just I forgot about them for the sake of this list. Red vines. Are like yeah, red vine or Twizzlers going to D tier. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with that. Twizzlers are kind of trash. Like, I'll be honest, Red Vines are probably one of the better things that our work actually sold in the uh, little convenience center part that they had in the break room. Chris, I don't... Out of curiosity, what do the options look like in that thing now that most people are working from home? Like how? Oh, they pretty much like shut down like half the um, like uh, market that we had, and like just shoved it into the other half. I, I kind of half expected that. I imagine that things like the sandwiches and stuff aren't getting sold anymore due to the fact. No, that they, they are still sam selling the sandwiches. It's now just all in one fridge. Oh, instead of like over like five, right? Yeah, instead of over like five, it's over like two for like the food items, and then like two fridges for the sodas. Which, to be honest, that's all you really need. Oh, yeah, especially, you know, it made sense how many they had back when, you know, just, uh, just our department alone had probably, what, 400 people in every day? 
Yeah. It's like it made sense for how much space it took up of the cafeteria with how many people were going in. With most of the people working from home, they could probably deal with like a quarter of the inventory or less. Especially since I keep buying all the Diet Cokes. Ah, you and Matt Patball. Now next right. up, almond. So joys. almond joys. A tier. They are. They are good shit. Anyway. Your what thoughts, do you think Chris? about them, Carl? They're decent. Like I am likely to go for them if I'm looking for a milk chocolate style candy bar. And coconut. Honestly, almond joys, despite the almonds, because technically you can just bite the top of them and just eat the almond right there. I would put almond joys in S tier. I would settle on A tier for them. Almond joys are just good. Oh yeah, you know what? I'll be honest. I'd probably put them in S tier. Now, what about yeah. Tootsie Roll? D tier, gross. They're a nice Halloween filler, but yeah, they honestly, are, they're yeah, no. no, especially the ones that are just old. No, that you just happen to get. You know, you've stumbled upon the cheap Halloween house when they hand you a Tootsie Roll, or just shove your bag full of like like flavored Tootsie Rolls. Which, to be fair, I do like the vanilla ones. Now, now, Chris. I'm going to be honest with you. Did you grow up from a young, young age in Vegas? Yeah, I was born and raised. He was a wee lad. He was a wee lad. I got to ask, has Halloween always kind of been a a crapshoot in Vegas? Or was there a time where Halloween was better in Vegas? When it comes to, like, getting Honestly, I remember my Halloween's being really cool, like... I didn't get much. I don't think I had like extreme candy varieties. Like I don't think I had anything that like wasn't on this list. But then again, I already have a good variety on this list. Yeah, the the main reason I I think the worst I got was candied apple. Yeah, it's like I just remember like not as many people celebrated Halloween after I moved to Vegas as did in my neighborhood out when I lived in California when I was a little little kid. Of course, mm-hmm. you know, my memories of like Halloween in California included us outright like stopping by one of our neighbors' houses and literally like getting full on like burgers and hot dogs that the guy would just sit there making for the neighborhood every Halloween. Nice. Yeah. But like, yeah, you no, know, I I have pretty cool Halloweens. Okay, maybe it was just my area, because I'll be honest, when I did move to Vegas, we didn't exactly live in the good area. Oh, I lived, uh, like, right south of, of like, um, of, like, uh, of, like, the, like, where the Las Vegas Motor Speedway was, uh, or is, really. But I lived in, like, the east side, like, I know what, like, the bad side of Las Vegas looks like. Now, how about Tootsie Pops? Tootsie Pops, I'm actually more willing to, like, forgive. I would actually say, for me, they're between, like, B and C, because I wouldn't mind it, like, grabbing, like, Tootsie Roll or Tootsie Pops. What's your thoughts, Fry Man? How many licks does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop? The commercials are the best Let's part. find out. 
One, two, two three, three. That's the only thing I liked about Tootsie Pops. Now, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. They do long and S tier. Chocolate peanut butter, good combination. Anyway. Yes. Your thoughts, Chris? Yes, just flat out S tier. Any form of them. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, Reese's Pieces, they're delicious. I'll Chocolate be honest. Peanut butter. Outright, I still have my preference for dark chocolate. Like, they're still on this list. They are the one of the things that I definitely say hardcore S tier on. But like, never mind. You like I am saying, chocolate, I am saying this though. If there's a dark chocolate version that you prefer, go for it and bring it up with us. It's just that yeah. these were the. I'm I'm just going with the defaults here because they are the thief, uh, defaults. Oh yeah, like Reese's is probably the one you are most likely to find. Reese's does yeah. sell dark chocolate peanut butter cups, but they're rare and expensive. The most affordable iteration of dark chocolate peanut butter cups, and they're more like the styles of the mini cups that you can get of Reese's, is actually gotten at Trader Joe's. Yeah. You can get really good Trader Joe's dark chocolate peanut butter cups for actually little bit cheaper than you would the same amount of like dark chocolate Reese's peanut butter cups which is actually kind of surprising because usually Trader Joe's brand stuff is a little bit on the pricey side of things now three musketeers uh for me they're like they're better than milky ways but I'd put them in B tier no matter what Another controversial opinion. I actually love three uh, three musketeers. <laughs> actually, for me, they're eight here. I'm gonna side slightly with Fryman on this one. Let's put them at like a low. I they're either a low A tier or a high B tier. Okay. Now, what about Starburst? Ew. I mean, okay. they're. I'm... The more when I was a kid, but the C tier at best. High cheese are better. Yeah, I didn't put high cheese on this list because they're a little more specialized. Like high cheese are just the better Starburst. But yeah, I would say C tier on Starburst. Jolly Ranchers. I used to like these things, but then, like, every time I, like, eat one now, it just tears my mouth to shreds. I say D tier. Try, man. Uh, Are you jolly with the rancher, or? No. D tier. Skittles. B tier. I mean, you gotta give your opinion, too, Carl. Oh yeah, no, like, honestly, Jolly Ranchers are basically a, I will eat it if it's there, but, like, it's kind of a shit candy. Like, there was nothing more to be said about uh, Jolly Ranchers. It's why I didn't really step in on that one, because it's kind of a shit candy. Yeah. It's better when you're... Skittles. Yeah. Uh, okay. Skittles is... I put Skittles at B tier. They're they're not bad. Taste taste the rainbow. 
Honestly, I'd probably put them a bit more toward A tier personally because I kind of like Skittles. Where would your mm-hmm. what would be your take, uh, Chris? I would say A tier for it turned my mouth into a rainbow. <laughs> you can spit in multiple colors. That look of disappointment on your face. <laughs> Yeah, M and M's. A tier. Um, they good. They good stuff. They're easy to sneak into a movie theater too. They're easy. His palms are sweaty. Knees weak. Theater. Arms are heavy. It's vomiting on his sweater already. Mom's spaghetti. Now, what you do is you buy a pack of both. You mix them together in a bowl for when you have people over for D and D night. Or better yet, as a cruel prank, uh, cruel, uh, cruel prank, you uh, leave you leave only one color of M and M, and then you put in one color of Skittle, and then you have to force them to guess. Oh no, no! Better yet, you know the uh, M and Ms you can get in the uh, circular tube things. Yeah, you get one of those. You eat all the M and Ms. You then fill it with Skittles and give it to someone. Oh no, mild disappointment. I want a chocolate and I got fruit. <laughs> now butterfingers. Uh, B tier for me. They're not bad. A little, a little crunchy than they should be. They have the advantage of being peanut butter flavored. Fly almost always yeah, un- unless the place is out of Reese's pieces. I'm buying Reese's over Butterfingers any day of the week. Which, granted, if that place is out of Reese's Pieces, you should burn it to the ground. Being out of Reese's Pieces is unacceptable and in punishment by death. And fire. Death by fire. Fire by death. Hmm. But yeah, as far as it goes... (laughs) I bet we probably shocked a couple of people's minds just with like this choice with like Snickers and Twix. Eh. People have the right to their own opinion. They may be 110% wrong with their opinion, but they have a right to that opinion. Yeah, like my thing with like chocolate candies in particular is that they have to have a good texture. And for me, like, Snickers doesn't have a good texture. Twix doesn't have a good texture. Butterfingers at least has a decent texture. That's why I'm okay with it being in B. Um, but yeah, that's kind of the problem when it comes to chocolate. You either need to be like really good texture or you have to have like a really good mix of something. And that's what like Reese's accomplishes for me. That's why it's an S. Yeah. I, I forget. Did you like dark chocolate or did you not like dark chocolate, Chris? I'm not a fan. Usually with dark chocolate, they have to be mixed with something to make it taste good because dark chocolate has like a weird aftertaste whenever I have it. That's fair. I like dark, I like dark chocolate. I like chocolate. Yeah, I like chocolate. But yeah, like if you guys like if, if you guys like the mix of chocolate and peanut butter and you want to try like a good dark chocolate 
uh, rendition of that. The Trader Joe's option is really good. Hmm. I'd probably say my favorite one that we didn't put on this, or I didn't put on this list, is actually Swedish Fish. That's actually pretty good. Like, um, Swedish Fish is uh, good. Kind of Swedish Fish would have been A tier. Yeah. It's just that when it comes to candy choices, it's like, you know, it's better to go with some of the safer options just because, you know, I don't know, like, what your Halloween experiences were like. I think next uh, time we should do a chip tier, uh, chip tier list. Maybe. We should do a pizza you know, tier list. Well, did you not see our fast food tier list? I clearly, like, like had all the, like, pizzas put in, like, B. We should put pizza. Just pizza. Oh, like pizza to like toppings? That no. I could get behind. No, just pizza. Well, what pizza? Like brands? Yeah, brands, of course. My, my, my lad, brands. But we already did that in the fast food tier list. That's fast food, not pizza. Basically the same thing. It's, it's food that you don't have to cook yourself. Pizza. Pizza would never betray me. Yeah, because you take four hours to eat it. You sound like that's a bad thing. At least that, at least it means I enjoy my food. I chew it too. It starts out hot and then it gets cold by the time you're done with it. How do you know? Because of thermodynamics. And you're cold. You're yes and you're no. And this is the end to avoid a copyright. Playing. <laughs> <laughs> I can always at least get a snicker. And on that note, I think this is actually a pretty good place to wrap it up. You guys have a great night. See you next week. Hope Shit. Hopefully things are a bit more normalized in the world next week. Hopefully. Hopefully.